Hi, and welcome to the Skift Airline Weekly Lounge. I'm your host, Madhuni Krishnan, the editor of Skift Airline Weekly, and I'm joined today by Marc Rocher, the president and CEO of French Bee and its sister airline, Air Carib. Marc, thank you for calling in. Thank you. So let's talk about French Bee. I understand that you just announced a new route from New York, correct? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Correct. Um, uh, French Bee, which is a French airline operating only uh, one new Airbus 350 is going to receive an additional one from uh, the Toulouse Airbus uh, plant in uh, May. And we will open uh, New York into the airport of Newark by June the 10th uh, with a brand new airplane. Uh, and uh, we are going to work uh, successfully on this route as we have done before on Reunion Islands, uh, Tahiti, and so and so. So this... This new A350, how many A350s will you have in your fleet? Uh, today, combining Air Carib and French B, we have seven A350. Uh, we operate today three into the specific fleet of French B. And uh, the target for French B is to go by next year, 2021, up to six Airbus A350, because uh, on top of this number four airplane coming in May for opening New York in uh, June, we will have two more 350-1000 joining the fleet in 2021. So let's let's you know back up a little bit. Uh, you know, congratulations on the new route to New York. But can you tell our listeners where the new route will operate to? Where, where are the primary routes that the carrier serves from the U.S.? The carrier French B is a. A, a new business. Uh, we started this airline four years ago from a totally white sheet of paper, by, by building a new company with a new organization, modern fleet of 350s, very digital airline, very focused to uh, the leisure and the family markets. Uh, we are not focusing at all to business traffic. Uh, I yield because we think they are very serious legacy competitors in the market, but we are focusing on uh, economy, premium economy. And uh, this uh, business model, quite brand new, has been uh, launched into La Réunion in the Indian Ocean. It has been launched to Tahiti. It has been launched on, uh, to San Francisco, California, because we, this was our stop to Tahiti. We have seen a, exactly the same uh, kind of business development on every new route we have done. Better pricing, better value for money to the customer means traffic growth. And for instance, just to, to give you a flavor, uh, Paris Réunion, which is a strong route out of Paris, uh, more than 1 million point three per year, uh, which is quite strong. We have increased the total traffic by 20% and we took 20% of market share. I'm sure, of course, we are not going to do the same thing on New York, which is uh, the biggest route out of uh, Paris, 2.4 million passengers per year. But uh, I think we can take a quite uh, pretty nice uh, market share. We will fly between uh, Orly and Newark Airport because uh, we think these two airports are more convenient for the young people, for the ones who wants to travel out of a big legacy carrier hubs and uh, try to make it a big difference uh, between what we want to do and what we are doing today. So we are quite optimistic and we strongly believe we can achieve our targets by next year. Now, you said you're a leisure, mainly a leisure-focused airline. Um, your, your Newark to Orly route, will that be seasonal or is that year-round? 
Yes, uh, we are doing uh, to fly it all the year long because um, uh, even if there are low peak uh, and high peak season, uh, we think we can grow the business even in the low period of, uh, let's say, October, November or mid-Feb to mid-April because uh, we have seen in other markets that not only the young people are traveling but also older uh, people and these older people they can travel out of the peak because they can uh, get a better pricing a better uh, price for their tickets and they are not linked to the big uh, high peak uh, christmas or summer season they can travel in may they can travel in october and we have seen that on other routes and this is quite uh, successful now there are something like ten or eleven airlines that operate between the New York market and Paris, including French B. What is the differentiator that French B can bring to this very crowded field? Correct, there is a lot of competition, but we like to be in competition because it makes us uh, be, uh, better and more focused. Uh, the differentiator are number of three mainly. First, uh, a very uh, low cost base because we have built this company, as I said, from a, a scratch of paper four years ago. So our, low, our cost base is uh, lower than our competitors, uh, mainly the, the, the big uh, legacy you have mentioned uh, into this group of uh, 12 competitors. Uh, we have a very good airplane, the 350-900 with our density of uh, uh, cabin very efficient and has been ranked as a top number one uh, efficient economic airplane. And number three, uh, we think uh, we have a customer base, even in Paris region and in New York area, which are looking at real uh, better pricing. And we can achieve better pricing because we have a lower cost base. Of course, we cannot cover all the market and we don't want to cover all the market, but uh, between uh, our low pricing and all of the options, you can take uh, meals on board or you cannot take them. You can choose luggage or you can choose no luggage. I'm really uh, confident that you can achieve a very good uh, pricing for your uh, travel. And also on top of that, we are focused uh, on uh, small groups or small family. So our difference in pricing will apply not only to one traveler, but to uh, a mini group of two or three people. And uh, if there is, let's say, uh, 70 US dollar difference uh, multiplied by three, that's make a significant amount of uh, uh, of money uh, for the travel. So we are really going to focus on that. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned um, you have a strong market presence in um, in both Paris and New York. Um, and I, I, this next question I'm going to ask you in the form of a story, if you'll bear with me. Um, I was walking um, with my wife through San Francisco International Airport, my home airport, a few weeks ago. And we're both pretty well-traveled people. Of course, she's not in the industry, in the airline industry. And she turned, we walked past the ticketing counter for French B and she turned, have you ever heard of this airline? And I said, of course I had, but, you know, explained what it is. But uh, the that raises the question, how do you access the market in the U.S. when your name recognition is not, say, Air France? Has that proved a challenge for uh, Yes, for it you is a challenge. And, this, uh, this I don't think that the brand recognition of French B, we call the, the one of Air France of British Airways, for sure. And uh, we, we know that. But uh, we think uh, that uh, uh, our brand will be stronger and stronger because on all these routes, they are big routes, they are not small routes. Uh, there are a lot of repeaters. 
And uh, these repeaters, uh, they will uh, go mouth to mouth, communicate to other potential customers, telling the kind of product, the way uh, the cabin crew behave on board, very efficient cabin atmosphere of uh, 350. All this will help us. On top of that, of course, we will make some media advertising, communication, uh, and uh, help. uh, uh, We will ask a a U.S. agency to help us. We are here in their offices in New York. So, of course, it will be a long uh, story, but um, just a very small uh, thinking. Uh, Many years ago, with Thierry, who is there today with me, we launched L'Avion between New York and Paris, and everybody told us, oh, stupid idea, you will be killed in six months. Uh, L'Avion um, has been sold to British Airways successfully. Uh, today, there is another airline, which is called La Compagnie, doing uh, this route, uh, Newark to Orly. And uh, this was uh, more than 10 years ago. So time mm-hmm. will be necessary for us to grow our brand awareness. But uh, our product and our crew will make the difference. I'm sure about that. And at the end of the day, uh, I'm sure the customer, when they have done their flight, will say, okay, I didn't pay that much to travel on French B, but uh, uh, I didn't get all the services I expect from a legacy carrier, but I get value for my money. And this is my important commitment to the U.S. customers. Now, with your, your route now in the States, operating now is San Francisco to Paris and San Francisco to to French Polynesia, right? Where's the main point of sale that you see for uh, for these tickets? Is it in France or are you seeing a growing point of sale in the U.S. for for flights to either Paris or When we start Polynesia out uh, of France uh, via this stop in San Francisco, uh, we had a market of uh, point of sale uh, being uh, French uh, um, region, Paris, and not only uh, Paris, but uh, French uh, point of sale origin. Uh, we had uh, a market share from France to Tahiti about 65%, two thirds, let's say. Um, today it's only 60 because uh, we are growing our market share and presence in uh, the US market into San Francisco. And to be clear, uh, when we launched French B to Polynesia, there were only two operators uh, going to Polynesia, Air Tahitinui and uh, Air France, and then came into the game, which we were not expecting them, to be clear, United Airlines. United opened uh, uh, San Francisco Tahiti four times a week with a 787. And at the beginning of the story, we were a bit anxious. We said, oh, we didn't anticipate that, what will happen? And what we have seen is that United has grown market uh, to Tahiti. They have uh, they are very strong U.S. carrier. They have put Tahiti in their network. So many people, many American people are aware about Tahiti now. And in some way, uh, this has grown the market and this has helped us because more and more U.S. guys now want to go to the this magic destination of Tahiti. I think it will be quite the same to Paris. The more you put seat in a route, a big water, huh? I'm not speaking a very thin and small one, uh, the more attractiveness you, you get because uh, uh, people have so many options, so many pricing, so many good price to travel, but you grow the market. I'm sure, for instance, uh, if I look back, average growth of Paris, New York was a bit less than 5%. I'm really convinced that next year we will achieve uh, 
seven percent because uh, other competitors are coming in the market. Uh, Air France is uh, managing it split differently. They will pull out the free AT. They will put smaller airplane in the market. So uh, it will not be easy. But we have a niche where we can uh, demonstrate that our product is a good one, just on this uh, market segment of. Uh, people looking for economy and premium economy seat at a good price. Great. And now if we could talk sort of about the larger French airline market. I mean, there have been some bankruptcies in the last year. Forgive my pronunciation, but Aigle Assur declared bankruptcy. And in the larger European airline market, you know, uh, there have been a lot of leisure carriers that have faced difficulties or disappeared altogether. Wow. You know, the struggle has always been with low-cost long-haul and whether anyone has been able to sort of crack that nut. Norwegian has had its difficulties. How, how do you think, what makes French I think it's really difficult, other uh, quite impossible to, to build a low-cost long haul if you don't start from a very, very new, fresh idea uh, without the past uh, and history of a glorious uh, industry, airline industry. Uh, you spoke about uh, Glazur. Uh, we were friends with uh, Glazur, but uh, Glazur was an old company. Uh, they were very focused on uh, flying from France to Algeria with a fleet of uh, 320 airplanes, Airbus A320, and they were quite, let's say, in the niche market. And then they decided to launch uh, two long haul, one to China, one to Brazil, out of France. I can tell you, uh, we anticipate immediately they, that they will collapse, not because they were not good people and we were, uh, let's say, genius, not at all. But when you are a company uh, spreading over, let's say, a network to Algeria, you introduce Brazil, you introduce uh, uh, China, very complex market, very high cost organization, uh, very difficult it was too much. So they collapsed, like collapse uh, Excel Airways. Uh, we are doing only uh, long haul. We are doing in French B only routes which are big ones, not complex ones. We will not fly to China because, not because of a, a coronavirus virus today, but because it's too complex to fly to China today. Perhaps in five years or 10 years, okay, but it's not at all an open sky. This is a very difficult market. And I want to fly on the easy market, and I have only a fleet of 350, very focused on cost. Uh, we are not going to fly F320s or whatever, and I think that makes the difference. Uh, the more complex you are, the more costly you are. It's a, a general guidance. You cannot uh, be cheap uh, and low cost if you are not simple, focused, modern fleet. That's very interesting. Um, now. One thing a lot of the network, your network competitors will say is that you don't have any feed, that you, you, know, you will be oper operating um, sort of from these large markets to leisure destinations. Do you see that, uh, do you see that um, sort of hobbling your growth going forward, or, or are you just happy we with sort of these large big routes, these And large as you said, to, uh, we have no to feed leisure today. Destinations. But, uh, we think the world is moving and it's changing. And um, we have two, two kind of uh, uh, view or vision for the near future, very near future. First of all, um, we think that we have to go what I call the self-connect passengers. Uh, I have no 
connection capability with their friends because we are in competition. It's a tough competition. But if a passenger wants to travel from Nice to New York via Paris, obviously he needs a connection system today with uh, Air France, and I'm not part of his game. But on another side, many people now are uh, clever enough to look at the internet and to look at all these uh, all these uh, uh, options, and they can buy a travel on EasyJet, for instance, from Nice to Orly because EasyJet is flying into Orly, and then they try to get a flight from uh, French B to New York. So self-connect, we estimate that can grow our market by 15%, by self-connect on both sides. Uh, second point, we are not opposed to build a commercial link with other carriers. We have already done a, a small commercial cooperation, uh, which is going to start, and which is now in, in the computers uh, with Alaska. Uh, we can, for instance, today with only one ticket, uh, sell uh, uh, Paris, San Francisco, San Francisco, La Las Vegas. So this is an option for the future. We are not very strong at this game, but we will uh, uh, grow this uh, opportunity, not only by self-connect, but also by some very simple agreement. We will not be part of a big alliance like uh, Air France, Delta, Virgin, and so on. So, doing simple thing, we can grow our market uh, by significant wow. figures. No, that's interesting you said that about self-connect. That is a, a travel yeah. habit that is much more common in Europe than it is here. Is this partnership with Alaska, do you see that it will grow or do you see that there's potential for more self-connect? In fact, in our vision, we have three, three things in mind. One is, as I said before, who uh, the self-connect. Number two is to make some commercial agreement like Alaska and potentially other candidates. And number three is uh, as soon as you are equipped and uh, structured to sell in the US, like we are doing today in San Francisco morning in uh, New York, we will look at opening another point in the US because it's a big market and we think that uh, uh, we need some densification of our network. So we will today we operate San Francisco. Tomorrow we will operate Newark, and we will work on opening a third point in uh, 2021, just to densify our market. Uh, what we also need to understand is the seasonality, because uh, you can fly uh, via San Francisco to Tahiti almost all the year long. New York is a big, big market, so even if there are low and high peaks, there is always some travelers to go to New York or to fly out of New York. Uh, a point in Florida, for instance, is very seasonal, so we have to be very careful. But we will choose a good one, uh, probably 2021. Well, I look forward to talking to you again when you, uh, when you pick that route. So thank you for joining us on the Airline Weekly Lounge. Uh, thank very you, much, Mark, and uh, see you Mark soon Rocher in uh, Newark. CEO of French B and Air Carib for joining us today. No problem. You're more than welcome. <laughs> and uh, as usual, if you have any feedback, you can reach me at mu at skiff.com.